Ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and doers, seekers of purpose and fulfillment, welcome to Passion on Purpose, the podcast that sets your soul on fire and ignites the spark within you. I'm your host, Steph Hilfer, and I'm beyond thrilled you're here. Passion on Purpose features leaders, experts, and sometimes me on center stage. We put the spotlight on visionaries, entrepreneurs, leaders, experts, and everyday heroes to share their journey of self-discovery, enthusiasm, and unwavering determination. We'll explore how they use their passion and purpose to fuel their brand. Alongside our leaders, we'll provide practical tips, actionable advice, and wisdom from our experts across various fields. So if you're ready to unleash your inner fire, shake off the doubts and insecurities, and pursue a life of purpose with unbridled enthusiasm, then let's dive in. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. And today's episode is an expert on center stage episode. So I'm so excited. I mean, I get really excited about all of our guests, but you know, everyone knows season two, I was really excited to add this new segment so that in addition to that motivation and that inspiration that we get from our leaders, we're also walking away with some actionable tips that we can implement, you know, as you're listening, right when you get home from listening from your drive. Um, So I I get really excited and eager to have these calls. Um, And I was telling Joe, I'll, I'll introduce Joe in a second, but off air, I was telling Joe that last night I couldn't sleep and I was sitting here thinking about how am I going to introduce Joe and what we're talking about? And that's how excited I am. <laughs> I know I'm such a nerd. That's how excited I am for today's episode. So first and foremost, um, before I before we dive into the deep stuff, I want to say if you are listening on podcasts today, you might want to flip over to YouTube because this conversation, what Joe is bringing to the table, uh, there is definitely some visual elements that I think you'll benefit a lot from. Now, obviously, be safe if you're driving. Don't do that. But when you get a chance, definitely cross over to YouTube and check out the visuals that we're going to show today because they they will definitely kind of bring things home for you. Um. So with all of that said, Joe Zeman with Valor Marketing and my favorite uh, title of all all time, Director of Awesomeness. Um, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you again for taking time to be here. Of course. Thank you for having me. So um, today, let me just frame the day for you guys, um, as always with our experts. And it, it's going to be a quick brief overview of where we're going with this, but we all use it. We all know it and we all can benefit when we use it right. And that is Google. Google Maps, Google Business Profile, and just this is what I was thinking last night. We are all in this social media algorithm thought. We're constantly thinking, how do I trick the algorithm? How do I know the algorithm? And we we say that and we have social media in our mind. But yet our this incredible, powerful engine that is working all the time and we all use it, um, also has an algorithm and it's also shifting and changing all the time. And now I'm not promising that Joe's going to give us the secret algorithm like formula for how we can trick the algorithm of Google because that just really doesn't exist. But it just is that point that we're we're missing this huge boat that's here often a lot of us. And so the goal for today is to just kind of talk about the powerful tool of Google business profile and Google Maps 
Um, and with that said, we're just going to kind of dive into it. And Joe, hi, give me a little bit about your world, what you do at Valor, and then we'll dive into the Google stuff. Absolutely. First, thanks again for having me. Uh, Valor Marketing has been around for about almost 13 years now. Uh, we started our company because we all worked. There's three of us who started the company and we all worked in the yellow page industry. If you could remember back then, maybe some of your some of your audience doesn't know what the yellow pages even are, but uh, we all worked in the yellow page industry and we wanted, as the times were shifting to digital, uh, we just wanted to have a better product for small business owners to take them out of working with big box stores to have a, a more uh, personal approach. And so we started our Valor Marketing Company and so we are a full digital marketing agency building websites, doing SEO and Google ads and display ads and God, uh, OTT or streaming device apps. So you can do TV commercials. And about the only thing we don't do is email marketing. The best thing that I like about what I do is I feel like we can make a difference in someone's life. And it's not mm -hmm. just the businesses, <laughs> excuse me, it's not just the business's life, but it's their employee's life. So mm -hmm. with marketing, I think if you take a look at it as if I'm not putting food on the table for the employees, then I'm probably not doing my job right for that business. Yeah, I love that. I love the heart behind. And I will say, you know, from every interaction I've had with your company and with the team, the team members that I've met through through Valor, uh, that that rings true. Um, I follow I follow several of your team members and what you guys share and what you focus on and it, it is definitely human human centric and so and I I love that you guys started from the yellow page because I definitely remember and I know my list some of my <laughs> listeners remember but I love that analogy because if we're thinking about what the yellow pages were it was essentially yep. how do we find what we want. And how do we treat Google? Like, what is Google for us? It's yep. how do we find what we want? And so I think uh, you guys had such a beautiful evolution and you guys recognized that the world was changing and evolving and we need to, we're not going to be left behind in the yellow pages. Like we want to get ahead of this. So I just applaud that. And I want to make sure listeners heard, like, that's what we need to be thinking guys. When, when we're seeing these uh, quote unquote scary things happening in the world of AI and these things we're not sure about, don't fret in the sense of just pausing and freezing, get action, like get ahead sure. of it. Get active is what I meant to say. Get active, get ahead of it, be thinking innovatively. So anyway, I just applaud what you said. Um, and I'm excited to dive into some Google stuff. Can I add one thing real quick? Please. So about the world of yellow pages and how it relates to like Google ads, if business owners can remember back in the day for those that have been around for 10, 15, 20 years, businesses used to spend 10, 20, 30, 40, even $100,000 a year plus on yellow page advertising. And oh, wow. nowadays, when in the world of Google and Google ads, you have to have that same mindset if you're trying to have a business succeed. You can't get away with doing like the small in-column ad that cost you 600 bucks a year and try to implement that same thing in Google ads because that's just not having the right expectations for a successful campaign. Basically, you're saying like what we would spend in a small ad 15, 20 years ago, that reach and that power of that is has just diminished so much so that it's almost kind of a, a wasted expense if you're not going all in with it is what I'm hearing. Correct. If you have a small budget of, I know this is going to sound maybe even high for some of the audience members, but if you have a budget even of like $1,000 a month and you're a plumber, then you're not advertising on Google. You're just right. not. 
maybe you're putting together some Facebook ads and you're and you're adding you're joining some community groups and you're trying to market yourself that way. But even for like a plumber, you have to be investing. Even in the smaller markets, you have to be investing four, five, six to ten grand out, you know, to ten grand a month in Google Ads to be effective and to be competitive. Yeah. So let's just go down Google Ads. Like what? And I know we didn't even mention Google Ads, but clearly we're diving in there. So let's talk about it because I think already we've given the listeners some good value, right? It's it is a pay to play in that yep. world. And so, um, what? What are you seeing working? Like, what's some good tips for those who maybe are in that like sweet spot of, and I don't, I don't know if sweet spot's the right word, but if yep. they're in that like five to 10K range, what are you seeing working? What's beneficial or who should throw in the towel and just say, that's not for me right now? I would say, I like that question. And I like Thanks. being hit off guard. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. You're great. This is great. So I would say that for businesses who are some sort of contractor, I would say to make sure that you put your money in multiple places. So I would definitely invest in Google ads and I would definitely find a company that's right for your company and you guys mesh well together. Mm -hmm. um, make sure that you ask what their margins are up front. If they're a Google partner, they have to disclose it. So you should know how much of your actual budget is actually going spent in the ad section itself. So like a big box store, their margins are usually anywhere from 35 to 52%. And the lower the budget, the higher the margins. Um, and so then you have, so you have Google ads. There's also something called Google, Google guarantee or LSA or local service ads. Those are the ads that show above the actual sponsored Google ads section. And those usually say Google guarantee with a little green check mark. Now there used to be a couple of years ago, like maybe 10 categories. There's probably 50, close to 50 categories now. So oh, you wow. would just do like, you could just Google search local service ad categories or something like that and it'll show you all the categories that you can show up for. So if you're a business right now and you qualify for that, and let's say you don't have a website, it's a great way for you to get in front of people that are looking for your service. Now there is a there is a process you have to go through. You basically have to give everything but your firstborn child's name, but, right? But you still have to give the name of the business, years of experience, how many technicians or employees, a copy of your driver's license, your business license, your business insurance, they do run a background check on the person that is applying. So there is this huge process, but mm -hmm. it goes to verify that at, that's an actual business versus competitors just trying to jump in there who aren't even legit. So invest or look into LSA ads. Make sure that if you do invest in it, make sure you're always updating once a year your um, insurance information, mm -hmm. right? So make sure your insurance information is always up to date. Uh, so that's one way that you can market. You can always do Google ads. Google ads is a great way to drive traffic. If you're in competitive markets, it's just going to cost you money. You can do, if you have like your own, if you created your own Google ads account, you can go into the Google keyword planning tool and you can put in services you want to target areas you want to target. And it's going to give you guesstimates of spend this and you could receive this. Right. Yeah. And then please don't forget about Bing. Bing, even though it makes up a smaller percentage of search engines and traffic, the cost per click is about the third of Google. Interesting. But the people using Bing are typically 55 and older because they get their computer from Best Buy, right? They open up the internet. They think they're on the Google. In reality, they're using Microsoft Edge. Mm -hmm. um, and in order to use the Google, you actually have to download Google Chrome to get to it unless yeah. you search for it. So make sure you're... If you, depending on your budget or, or let's say you're a roofing company and you're just starting out 
and you can't afford to spend $5,000 a month in Google ads, but you can do that $1,000 a month range, go invest in Bing ads because that way you're still generating website traffic. You're still generating leads. They are fewer leads, but it'll help at least get you get you in the game and start generating some uh, some revenue for your company. That's such a such a great point, and and it ties into like knowing your target audience. So if your target audience is that fifty five plus, and that is so true, I will have people who are are even younger who but go by their computer at Best Buy or wherever, mm -hmm. right? And all of the defaults are set to all of the Microsoft things, including yep. Edge, including Bing, right? Yep. And even you know, people younger than me are like, I don't know, it's just where I go. It's, I went to the internet, right. um, not understanding that. So that's a very good point. Um, and I love that it's, that there's a, this cost benefit as well. So if you are in, if you're listening and, you know, 55 plus, you know, maybe even 50 plus is your target, you know, generation mm -hmm. age wise, um, and you are looking at smaller spends, what a great tip. Like, I love that. Yes. And the only thing that we know about the LSA ads or the Google guarantee, it, it is a cost per lead program. So you give a monthly budget and then you put in there how much you're willing to spend per lead. So that also dictates. So if you have a smaller budget and you're like, I can spend $5 a lead, then you're probably going to be further down on the list. And if you're like, no, I can spend 50 bucks to 100 bucks a lead, well, then you're probably going to be a little bit higher on the list. So It's very, it's very interesting because as a Google user myself, I have... I have I don't have recollection of seeing these Google guaranteed green checks popping up in my research results. You would have usually people have no idea that they're even using it. So people who are on their desktop computer are probably going to scroll past all of the ads. For certain users, they're going to jump into Google Maps, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. And then below that, you're going to have the organic rankings, right? Or for mm -hmm. what companies optimize their website for to push them up in the rankings. Mm -hmm. if you're on a smartphone. Typically, most people who are doing a search, especially if it's like an immediate need, usually click on the ads and don't even pay attention that they're clicking on the ads. So the very first two things that pop up are your Google Guarantee ads or your LSA ads. Then you have the sponsored ads, which is Google ads. And then if finally you get to the map section, and if you make it past the map section, then you're into the organic section. So smartphone users, most of the time, if they're not doing research and they have an immediate need for something like... You know, I just got to, you know, let's say it's windy out and a tree falls on my roof and I need to look for a tree service company. I'm probably pulling up my phone. I'm looking for a tree service company or tree removal company. And the first four to six things I'm going to see is ads. I don't really care as a user. I just need someone to answer the phone. So I click the call. Do they answer yes or no? Hang up, call the next one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's a good reminder too, as consumers and as, and as entrepreneurs and business owners that, a, you know, people are depending on on your type of service. Are they being like proactive or reactive? So are they going to spend a little bit time, more time researching who they want to work with? Or is it more of a accessibility, frequency, like, you know, urgency type need? And I think you should, I guess, take that in consideration with your strategy and where you're placing your budgets. And we're not going to get into that too much depth, but I like that we're having that conversation because I am one of those people. I personally am one of those people on most, but I've never paid attention to my urgency needs, right. but in, in um, proactive searches, I do. I skip all the way past all the ads because I know those are all paid and I know they're there because they have the money to be there. 
not devalidating that maybe they're a great thing, but I want to see who's organically coming up. That's just my way of consuming Google, I guess. But yeah, and I would say if you do have a smaller budget too, you can invest in like social media ads, whether it's Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Um, I think they're good for the right type of business. Mm -hmm. If you're a home service company, probably not going to be effective. I mean, we manage them for home service companies, and to truth be told, to even to your audience, a lot of times they're not effective because, again, if a tree falls on my house, I'm not going to Facebook to look right. for a tree service company, I'm going to Google. However, True. if I am, I could be targeted on Facebook with ads that let's say I'm a, a women's clothing boutique store, great place to target your ideal customer because they're either on Facebook, depending on your, who your age demographic is, or they're gonna be on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. So I think social media and social media ads has its place in marketing. I just don't necessarily think that it should be the number one thing that you do. But again, okay. it just depends on your industry. Yeah, agreed. It definitely depends on on who you're targeting and why. And but I think that's a whole other layer uh, that what we just talked about, like the perfect example, tree falling on your roof. Those keywords I was using, urgency, like responsiveness, mm -hmm. like thinking about what your ads recipient needs out of you once they click versus like that boutique. You know, where, what are they in the mode mood for? They're just scrolling. They have their right. tea in their hand, totally different environment. So I just think that's a, it's another nuance that people should be thinking about, mm -hmm. um, with their campaigns, their ads, what have you. So I love that we went down that road. And, and so, you know, really it was a good framework for those of us who have some ad spend. Those are options for us and they're very, you know, valid options depending on your, your, you know, strategy behind it. Now, what about those who aren't there yet and they know Google's powerful, they've heard me, we even talked about it earlier, right? Google business profile and then right. we know Google Maps gets us these places, but what about the people who don't even realize that Google Maps, Maps is actually a search engine in itself even kind of? Right. Do you want me to share my screen now? Can I do that? Sure. Yeah. Let's share screen. Into it? Yeah, yeah, I, I told the audience, to like, get on YouTube, and they're like, why are we staring at Joe and Steph? No. Everyone, gonna, pull um, over the side of the road, pull up YouTube right now. No, I'm kidding. Yes. Um, so this is right. Google, and I just pull up a client that we work with, right? So in order to get to your Google Map profile, there used to be something called Google My Business, and Google likes to change names all the time as far as what it is and what it's called. Very true. But in order to get to your Google Map profile, you have to Google the name of your business, you have to be using the email that you that you registered your Google Map, and you can only register your Google Map profile with Gmail addresses, whether it's a Gmail or it's a G Suite for business. Mm -hmm. And then this is where you get to your Google profile. So, and, and for people ahead. watching, the Google profile that he's showing that's on the right where the photo is, that's what consumers see. Correct. And then what's on the on the left. We scroll back to the top. What's yep. on the left? You will only see that. I just want to make sure that's clear. Correct. Sorry you will. This in. is how you edit your profile. And once your profile is edited, and once you're doing posting in there and things like that, and your social media is in there, that's where all of this stuff lies. So basically, everything you do on here falls under here, and this is what a consumer sees. Yes, exactly. So I would say, am I able to just jump right in? Mm -hmm. All right. So a few things that you should know, when you do claim your Google map listing, Google has changed it and it become harder and harder. 
So they actually want to make sure that your business is a legit business. So the days of claiming map listings, let's say you're a plumbing company in this example and you service lots of cities, the days of you trying to claim your map listing in multiple different cities to show up in the map section, those days are over. You can't do that anymore. So when you go to claim your business listing at first, you would just go to, I think it's google.business.com or it's opposite one of the way one of the ways, but you would then, if you have a physical location, you would list an address in there, right? And when you, if you have a home-based business, one of the first questions they ask you is, do you go to people or do people come to you? If you go to people, then basically you turn your, this physical address goes away and only the service areas you served is gonna show up. So what that means in the end is when you get to the very end and it's, if you're a home, if you're an actual brick and mortar business, uh, typically they're gonna send you a, they'll do like a quick phone call. It'll be an automated. They're gonna give you like six, six digit pin to verify and then it still takes another 24 hours. If you're a home-based business, it's more of a pain. What they're gonna do at the end is they're gonna ask for video verification. So they're gonna wanna, want you to take a video from your phone and go from the street and show like, let's say you work out of your house, they wanna see the work trucks in the driveway. Maybe you open up the garage and you show them where all your tools and stuff are, or maybe it's the side of the garage where they show it, where you show where all of your equipment is. Then you go, you continue with that video into the home to where your office is and you show them the office. That's one way to verify your business via the video. The second thing is if you just, if you don't have one, which you, uh, a lot of people will just print out a paper sign and boop, slap it on a door, Google won't take that. So we're mm -hmm. going through this right now with another client where that's what they did to try to get it to verify and Google denied it. So then it's what other verification do they need and you just follow the steps. If you're mm -hmm. a business owner that's having trouble with Google Maps and getting verified, or let's say you change something and, and it's suspended and you can't figure out through the Google guidelines and what it is, feel free to send me an email. It's out there, joe at valormarketing.net. I'm more than happy to find to reach out to Google to figure out what it is with that profile and why we can't get it verified or how we could push a manual verification through or if it was suspended, why it's suspended and how we could fix it. Yeah, I'll say too, just to jump in really quick with everything we've talked about, um, ads, maps, Google business profile. If you have any questions, like I said earlier, I know the gentlemen and the, the men and women behind the Valor brand, they're great. So I would highly recommend you reach out. We'll make sure in the show notes that we have the website. And then uh, Joe, if you want, we can put your you know direct email in there since you mentioned it. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm just saying, definitely reach out. These, these, guys, these guys walk the talk. So, sorry, continue. Well, you're good. So the, the main thing here is your edit profile. So you're going to edit your profile. You're going to make sure your name is correct. Your primary business category is correct. You're going to put a description of who the company, your company is. And the easiest way to do it is just go to your about us page on your website and snag your paragraph, uh, your opening date. You want to make sure that all of this information is correct. Now I see that I haven't updated this one correctly. So I'm great that I put myself on the spot, but you can now add in your social profile. So this is new. That's definitely new. Yeah. The short name is old. And a lot of times most profiles don't have it anymore. Um, then you're going to put your map, your service area. If, if Google allows it, sometimes Google will allow it and sometimes they won't. And there's no rhyme or reason of why one is allowed and one isn't allowed. Uh, but you're going to put all your stuff in there. Basically, all of this information for your business information is where you're going to go to make sure that your information is correct. There's other sections. The big one here is like your edit services. So you can list out 
service. So you have a primary category and then you have other services that you offer. So what you could put in, you could list out all kinds of services. And basically these are basically keywords of how you're going to be found. Mm -hmm. Then, so the most important thing is your edit your profile, edit your services. If you sell products, you can click on edit products and you can upload your products to Google Maps. Perfect. Then I would say Google business profile, your Google, Google business profile. Correct. There's a Q and a, so if people start asking you questions and you start answering here, then those Q and a stay up there for people to see. You can link messaging so you can turn on messaging. So you need to have a cell phone number, but if you turn on messaging, then that message goes directly to you on your cell phone. And it's a way for you to communicate with potential clients via uh, your map listing, your map profile. Then the most important thing to me, I think right here is the ask for reviews. So it used to be impossible to figure out what your little URL at the top was in order to get people to your Google map listing to, to leave a review. Now, once you've claimed it, just click on ask for reviews, click your little copy link and you can email it to people. You can WhatsApp it to people. You can put it on Facebook. You can, if you're on your smartphone, again, it's the same process when you're on your phone to find your profile. You get to the little section, you click on a review, you click the copy button, and now you can text it to your customers or your clients. So it's a way for you to so it's a way for you to generate reviews or ask for reviews on Google without having to pay for a service. So there are services out there like BirdEye or SignUp or other Podium. There's other sites out there that you can sign up for where it's like more automated. Uh, but if you're looking, if you don't have that money to make it automated, this is another way, another great way to do it. Click on the ask for reviews. Now, when it comes to reviews up here, when it comes to reviews, this is important. This is something that's a little bit newer. So what you want to do now in review reply, one of the ways that Google is pushing businesses up further on the map section is by answering your views and doing it properly. The new way to answer reviews is to put in what it is that keywords you're trying to show up for. So I'm going to do it for this client right here. This review is, his name is Tim. So I'm going to address Tim. Tim, thanks for choosing to work with our company. So that's one keyword. Ah. Right? Um, we're happy that we met and exceeded our expectations on your water heater installation. Mm-hmm. Keep us in mind in the future. Keep us in mind in the future for any plumbing repairs. So what I did was I put three keywords that I'm trying to show up for. Plumbing repairs, water heater installation, and plumbing company. Now I'm going to hit reply. That's going to go into the reply section. So make sure that you're replying to all reviews. So now it shows, Tim, thanks for choosing to work with our plumbing company. We're happy we we're happy that we met and exceeded your expectations on your water heater installation. I know it's water installation because the person who left the review mm. selected in there that, that they did hire them for a service and they put what the service was. So you don't have to try to go in your database and find who, who this person was and see what they did. Keep us in mind for your, keep us in mind 
keep us in mind in the future for any plumbing repairs. So again, I'm trying to target plumbing repairs. Mm -hmm. so the most important thing you can do for all reviews is to answer all reviews. It doesn't matter if it's good or if it's bad. If it is a negative review, so let's click on the lowest review. So this is from nine months ago. It was not a legitimate review, failure to follow simple directions, going to speed limit, going blah, oh. blah, blah, right? So this is nothing. So I can reply easily to that. Um, sorry, one of our texts may have been driving a little fast. That's it, right? So now I, I just reply to them. I think he said he was going a little slow, but oh. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, good. But you could just reply to them. The most important thing is reply to all. If it's a good review, again, thank them. If it's a bad review, still thank them and still say something like, hey, I'm sorry, we didn't, we weren't able to meet your expectations. Please send an email to, put the email in the in the review reply. Please send an email to, an email to info at whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, we would like to see how we can address your issue how we can fix your issue and how we can help change your one star into a five star. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the important part here is to reply to reviews, put keywords in that you're trying to show it better for in the map section. That's something that Google is looking more towards right now, as far as ranking you in the map section. And how important is it that, I mean, obviously a reviewer is going to leave what they want to relieve, but if yep. you have a reviewer who's going above and beyond and they're saying, Hey, I really want to, I really want to leave a great review that helps you. Is it also beneficial if your reviewers are mirroring some of these keywords and using them? Like I chose Herdman Plumbing for my septic repair or for my you know, water heater service, or does Google really just look at our responses? Google looks at more of the responses than what's being okay. said. Perfect, that's and great there, because we have way more control there. Yep, and there are actually humans behind Google that are, re that are reviewing the replies that businesses are sending. Okay. And in the, I, I heard this, I mean, like I said, the algorithm is constantly changing on all of these things, anything, everything, always. Yep. And so this, I heard in the past that responses, we not only what you just talked about, which is, um, I don't want to use the word stuffing, but being mindful of using keywords that we want to yep. rank for. Um, but we didn't, in this example, we didn't talk about our location at all. So is that valid or necessary or are so they yes, kind of you can put that in there, but there's also another tool you can add an update. So one of the things that Google used to put a lot of weight on is how you add to a post. So you click okay. on your and, add update. And I want to, sorry, pause really quick yep. because I think a lot of listeners, I know my listeners fairly well, and I have a good sense that you guys are like, whoa, wait, you can post to Google. <laughs> and so, yes, I know one more place. So Google calls them updates though. I just wanted to clarify yep. really quickly because yep, we I, I do the same thing. I use the word post to Google, um, but they, as you can see on the screen, if you are watching YouTube guys, um, like I said, this is one that you definitely want to go watch on YouTube. Um, we have three options on quote unquote posting, AKA updating, and, and then I'll pass it back to you, Joe. Perfect. So yeah, so you want to, so Google, you can, you should treat Google as another social media platform that you can keep your audience up to date on what it is that you do and what it is that you offer. So once you get to your profile, whether it's on a desktop or whether it's on a smartphone, it's the same thing. You'll go to the add an update. You have three choices. You can add an update. So you could post updates to your customers on Google. You can add an offer, create an offer and attract customers to your business, or you can add an event. So just like if you were go to Facebook and you would create an event on Facebook, you could do the same thing into Google.
it's going to ask you the details, the time, the date, the place. If you're going to do an offer, it's going to ask you for price. But for most businesses, right here is the sweet spot. So I would click Add an Update, and then it's going to give you your option. So you, the description now is you can add a up to 1,500 character description on what it is that picture is about, picture or videos. So for this business, if I wanted to add a picture about a water heater installation, if I'm not a wordsmith, there's different AI tools out there that you can use to go get yourself a little snippet to add a description into your Google map profile. And usually you choose like Instagram or Facebook post and then just throw that description in here because the AI tools put all of it in there for you. But if you are a good wordsmith, then it would just be like um, you would do off the spot, off, off the top of my head, you would do water heater installation. So out here in Bremerton, WA, uh, for a residential water heater installation project or a water heater installation. We are replacing an old water heater and we are installing a brand new tankless water heater. So I filled it with different things for water heater replacement, water heater installation, tankless water heater. And then I would add you know, pictures of that project. And then I would add my call to action button or your add a button. So this is your call to action button. Which I or love. I love, by the way, that Google, uh, this is one thing that I see independent from the socials is that they do really give you several. It, it, it's great because most consumers don't think in call to actions. They yep. think in one or the other. They're either all the time telling you what to do, but not telling you what they're doing or the other way around. And so I just love it. Again, if you're not watching, there's several call to action buttons that Google gets you to think of. Um, and Joe, you tell me, because I usually tell uh, anyone who's given me an ear, because I, like I said, know enough to be dangerous, definitely not enough to be Joe. But I kind of, I always say, like, do a kind of a spattering of, you know, playing around with these. Is that good advice? Or what do you see on, on these? Yeah, buttons? I mean, it depends on what you want the person to do when they see the post. So most of your home service, you're going to want to either call now or learn more. Call now is going to, you're going to put your phone number. And basically any one of these other ones, except for order online and book, the buy, the learn more, the sign up, those are going to be links to whatever pages you want to send them to on your website. Mm -hmm. And then the book or the order online, if you do um, online like calendar invites, you're going to do order online or book now. Book now is so you're going to put your invite and then your order online or your buy, you're going to send them to pages you want people to buy the product from. Or Again, is that also if you have the product predefined using the products in Google? Yes. Yeah. You could do that as well. So then you're going to put your call. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my learn more, link your button. You would put the website in here. You would add your pictures. You would hit your preview button so you could see what it's going to look like. And then you would hit post. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're going to do the, I'm going to do this. Let's say I wanted to do an event. Name of the, the title of the event, the start date, the start time, the end date, the end time, 1,500 characters to put a description. Here's your ad photo, and this is where you add probably your flyer for the event. Mm -hmm. Super simple. Again, if you're going to do an add an offer, offer title, start date, end date, picture of your offer, click my little offer, my little down arrow. What am I? What is it is I'm offering? Do I have a coupon code? Is there a link to redeem the offer? Is there terms and conditions? Hit your post button. Mm -hmm. So the add an update is very vital to making your, keeping yourself relevant on Google Map Profile. 
and your add an update, I would add an update at least once every five days. Okay, that's good advice. So at least we're thinking weekly. Yes, and the only one last thing I would say, well, there's two last things. One, this here shows your profile strength, so this one's good. The little three dots is how you access your profile or give people access. Mm -hmm. So you click on your little three dots, you click on business profile settings. This is where it gives you the options to do different things. So the biggest things here is people and access. So this is where you would click on it, and this is where you add your little plus button, and you would choose people that you want to add to the team. Yeah. I would say the only access I would give to people is manager access. I would not give them ownership access of your profile. If you mistakenly give them ownership access, that person now can remove you and take over your profile. Good point. Good to know. And then advanced settings, that's where you're going to see your profile ID. So anytime you have any issues with Google and you're trying to email them, this is where you're going to find your, because they always ask for your business profile ID. So you're going to come in there, you're going to click on the, the settings, and you're going to click on copy ID, and then you can share it. I love that the business profile ID is longer than social securities and VIN numbers. Like <laughs> that, was, that was a massive number. <laughs> and then also you can link accounts. So if you're going to do Google ads and you want to get your ads into the map section, you would link your accounts into right here. And then if you want to get really into it, you could click on performance and you could see how your profile is performing. So like you could change the date range. So let's say like this client, let's just do this business, let's just say October. So they've had 238 business profile interactions so far. Um, if you wanted to advertise in there, you can advertise. And then it just gives you stats. So if you're a stat mm -hmm. nerd like I am or a data-driven person like I am, then it shows you how, how people are finding you you can see how many phone calls your profile has generated. If you have messaging turn on, it would show how many messaging you have. If you do bookings, it would show that. If you have directions, so 63 people asked for directions for this business. Shows you how many website clicks you've, you've had from it. So the little website link button. So there is a good amount of information in here mm -hmm. for you to learn to see how people are finding you um, in Google Maps. Yeah. Um, I want to, just for sake of time, I want to talk too about maps, but um, one thing I say, and I, I just, I want to pick your brain here, is I kind of try to explain to people, like, you want to play the Google game. That's what I call it, is the Google game. And so, like, if Google, and you, you kind of did it a second ago when you went to edit the profile, you saw that there was a new feature, and that we can now link our own social, social profiles, which before we weren't able to do. And so, to me, when I say play the Google game, it's Google wants us, and you you can tell me if I'm wrong here. So guys, listen to me, but then listen to Joe. Um, Google wants us to use these features. They're putting them out there because they see some sort of value. Otherwise, their research team and their investment team and their you know coding team wouldn't put it out there in front of our faces. And so my point of saying is, if there's a tool that Google has for you um, and you're not utilizing it, you know, unless it doesn't serve you, of course, you know, right. you know, I always that if, if you don't you know if you don't sell products don't make up products to sell um i think playing the google game is important but the thing that most business owners who who want to play the game do is they don't go back and they don't edit their profile for for months on end and so they miss these new things is that right. good advice riff off of that for a minute yeah i mean i would say yes make sure you're checking in to see uh what's going on with your with google um 
I mean, just stay up to date, right? If you're working with a marketing company, they're going to walk you through. If you're not working with a marketing company, you know, you could you could visit like searchengineland.com is an online thing, and it's going to update you on different aspects of internet marketing, Google Maps, different algorithm things. Um, I would just say keep yourself informed. I mean, if you have questions, feel yeah. free to reach out to me. I'm ha happy to answer any questions. But I mean, just keep your business up to date. You can, I believe, since I'm not a social media person, I believe Google My Business can also be added to like a content calendar. So like if you're hiring a social media company yeah. to manage your social mm -hmm. media, I believe you can link your Google Map profile to your content calendar. So that way you're, if they're creating a post for Facebook and Instagram and Google Maps, it's all done through a content calendar. Yes, there are some. I know that for a fact. There are definitely some that now do offer the, the you know, you might see the old language being used of Google My Business, now known as business profile, Google business profile. Mm -hmm. um, so, okay, so question? say that again. Did that answer your question? Yes, yes. Okay. I think, like I said, it's, it's the same thing with social media. If social media puts out, you know, reels, and obviously they've been out for several years now, but before they were out, what did they do? They prioritized people who are using reels because they're putting out a tool, they've invested in research, and they believe that the more people who use it, it will benefit them in some way. And so that's what I mean when I say play the Google game. It's you got to pay attention to what Google's doing if you want Google to work for you. Right. Yep. It's that, uh, dare I say, tit for tat, you know, yep. it, it is a give and take. And so um, I think what I see a lot of people think is, well, I already put in my business information. Why would I need to check it again? And and I want to get listeners out of that mentality. Um, you know, we know the algorithms change, but yet we somehow seem to somehow think that, well, once we can we can set it and forget it. But in reality, if the algorithm are change, algorithms are changing, we can't have that set it and forget it mentality. Yeah. And Google Map Profile is, yes, it's built for businesses, but it's more built for a consumer experience. So Google mm -hmm. is trying to update maps to make it more user friendly, uh, to make sure that people are still going to use it. So when it comes to reviews, I know it frustrates a lot of businesses. There's sometimes where people, their clients go and leave a review, but then that review doesn't even show up. Mm -hmm. And there's different reasons behind it. Um, and this happens. And you just, when that happens, you could just reach out to Google support and say, Hey, I have, here's a list of clients that have reviewed. Why aren't they showing up? And they're going to, they're going to answer it. There's an actual human behind the customer service that gets to all of them and answers all the questions. So you just have to just it, Google maps is for a user experience first and for a business second. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's uh, that's another thing that we didn't talk about, which is one reason why it's so important if you aren't being present in your Google business profile. And, and this is my opinion. Again, everything mm -hmm. Joe says trumps what I say today. Um, but what I, one thing I say is that because of that user focus, users actually, and maybe if you want to share your screen, users can actually suggest edits on your business profile. So if they, and unless, okay, good, you're nodding. So unless, it, let's just say that they showed up at your office and you were actually closed at six instead of seven, like your profile said, or, you know, the sign on the, the sign on the building doesn't say Herdman plumbing. It says Herdman septic. Yep. Um, you can actually go in and make these suggestions. And what I've seen again, Joe's going to tell me what, where we're at today. But what I've seen is that what Google does is they alert the email owner that set up the profile and say, hey, this suggestion was made. 
And then if there was no response, it's up to Google to decide if they tr if they take that user suggestion or if they leave it alone. So perfect. Yeah, let's look at one. So, so you click on suggest edit. Mm -hmm. A consumer can do this. Your competition can come and try to do this for you. Mm -hmm. So if they've have if if their email is registered, obviously with the Gmail, and Google sees that this person is making recommendations that have been successful other places, mm -hmm. I could just click right here, change name. Boom, mm -hmm. change the name of the business. I could change the category, I can change the address. I can I Hours. Can, right. I can add photos. So keep in mind you have to you, this is something you do want to check because anyone can go and add photos to your profile. Mm -hmm. So if you're not checking it, if they wanted to go add photos of of their business on your profile, they can go do that. Mm -hmm. So then they can click add photos, add whatever they want to add, submit, hit the submit button, and then that goes to Google. And if Google feels like it's irrelevant or the information is correct, then they're going to allow those changes of those edits to come through. Mm -hmm. Also, like here... People can put mark is closed, non-existent, or duplicate report a legal problem. So they can decide if if you're having beef or you're having issues with with another business, another client, they can go in here and try to remove your profile. And then Google will send you those, hey, you're going to get an email. This is what's going on. But you want to stay up to date on what it is that um, you just want to stay up to date with your profile. Make sure that it's yep. relevant. Make sure your pictures are good, information is good, address, website, all that kind of stuff. Just stay up to date, just like you would on any other social platform. A hundred percent. I think what happens, and and maybe not so much now because maybe Google's being a little bit more protective on who they give profiles to. Mm -hmm. But what I've seen in the past happen is people will like have that Google business profile. But then they'll forget which email they used to sign up. They don't check that email. It's not, it's, you know, because they were forced into a Gmail, it was yep. their like, you know, Meredith 15, you know, whatever yep. when they were young um, and they don't check it anymore. And so, yeah, it's super important to be mindful of that. I've actually had clients who weren't top of mind. And then when we got involved, they're like, that's not even our phone number. What's nope. why is that phone number in there? And and so this really does happen. It's not just a scare tactic to say that people can do it. So um with the time we have, which is like five, ten-ish minutes. Okay. And I mean, I don't know. We're actually at the top of the hour where we typically I asked for your time. So if you need to jump, you let me know. Nope. Let's but, go. Okay, fantastic. I wanted to make sure that we've talked a lot about Google business profile. We've alluded to maps quite a bit. How are they different? How do they tie in? How does Google look at these two areas? When it comes to SEO or search engine optimization, your you can now rank your business in Google Maps as part as your top 10 profiles, right? Or top 10 listings. So in organic rankings that used to be ads, map, three pack, and then 10 organic rankings. Now your business is, if you wanted to rank on the map section organically, you're typically working with an SEO company to push your website into the map section. Mm -hmm. So those top three map pack is now included in the organic rankings on Google. So if you're a plumber and you're trying to rank in multiple cities and you're working with an SEO company, give it time because SEO takes time. But over time, eventually, if they're doing a good job, they will push your business up into the map section. The other maps we don't talk about is Bing maps. So register your business on Bing again. You're going to need an MSN email. So the downside is in some of these, you're going to have to need different emails. There's different programs out there to get your business listed. 
on all these different sites. You can go to Yext, Y-E-X-T. Uh, I want to say they charge $80 a month for a business, but that's to make sure that you're, everything is the same across whatever whatever profiles or whatever map sites they ask you to be on. I think on, I think on Yext, they're down to 60 primary, but it's name, address, phone number, email, hours. Um, trying to think I forgot anything else, like it's NAP. That's what the name, address, phone number, email, Anyways, there's you just put website, in your maybe. website, you put in your stuff and hours, right? And then it automatically feeds your that information to all of the different profiles because it's important in the world of Google for SEO and part of their algorithm that your name is consistent on all map sites and directory sites. So like a site like Yext is gonna be not just map sites, but directory sites. So it's vital. Let's say you have an uh you're changing your hours. Can you imagine how much of a pain it would be to go change your hours on 15 different sites and try mm -hmm. to remember all your login information? So mm -hmm. sometimes people are like, well, why should I spend the $80 a month? Well, $80 a month for peace of mind that your information is consistent. To me, I'm, I'm willing to pay for that. And a lot of businesses are. There's other companies like SignUp, S-Y-N-U-P. They're a little bit, I think they're like 30 bucks a month. So there's different sites out there. What I would tell you not to do is, if your approach as a business and someone says, I can you know, maximize your Google map profile and it's going to cost you $1,200 a month, don't be that guy. Don't be that person who gets stuck into that. A lot of times you're, they're going to you're gonna pay that and you're going to be locked into a 12-month you know, contract for just Google. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's companies out there you can go to just Google it best, you know, best directory site claiming or something like that. And it's going to give you a list of different sites that you can go to just to make sure that your name, address, phone number, all this stuff stays relevant in the same across multiple platforms. Yeah. You, you get penalized if your name is spelled one way on Google, but then your name is spelled it differently on another directory site or a map site. You Google does penalize you. Yeah. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, even down to like the example you showed earlier was Herdman Plumbing LLC. And so you're saying if that's your name, everywhere you show up, you should be Herdman Plumbing LLC, where I've seen some people dropping the LLC or they'll just go by Herdman. Am I, that, that's how specific we need to be, correct, Joe? Yep, it's, it's, however you have it on one, it has to be the same on others. If you have a Herman Plumbing comma LLC, then put your Herman comma mm. LLC, right? Google looks for consistency. So again, it's Google's world, we're just living in it. So whatever, whatever the rules are, we have to try to find it to the best of our ability. Yes. Well, this has been, I mean, we could have spent hours. I, I, I just think there's so much we barely even tapped into. There's so much we could drill into each of those, those little icons in our profile for Google and probably spend an even hour, if not more on each of those, because there's just so much. And so I, I don't say that to overwhelm you or to make you think, oh gosh, well now I'm not going to go. But I just want you to know that like, this is a really great dip your toe in um, and, and take advantage of this powerful tool um, and, and use the resources that the show pr puts out that Joe is putting out that, you know, of course, you know, I'm here. Uh, just find find a way to support your business and your business's growth by playing the Google game. <laughs> That's what yeah. I, I always call it. Play the Google game. Um, yep. Anything that you want to any last minute things? Um, top of mind if anyone if you only did one if you only take one thing away from this what what should listeners take away or what do we want to end with from you joe uh the importance of replying to every single review both good and bad 
So it's important to reply to it. And if it's a negative review, please, please, please put an email address in there. Whether that person ever reaches out to you, it doesn't matter. It's perception. It's of someone else who's coming, who's reading those negative reviews, because that's the first thing people go to first. What is being said negative about this business? How did this business try to, how did they respond to those negative reviews? So say, mm -hmm. thank you. I'm sorry you didn't have the experience you're looking for. Please send Josh an email at info at whatever, and we're trying to resolve your issue. Mm -hmm. And and this is, I mean, this is definitely not Google World, but I just I just recently had this come up, so I'm going to riff on it. I had um, a couple clients who had some negative reviews, and they were trying to figure out how to respond. And this little sing song thing I came up with was, you know, when you respond, you want to think in three ways. You want to respond with fact, not opinion. You want to respond with grace, not ego. And you want to result. You want to respond with um, kind of being proactive versus reactive. Yep. And and it's. I always say, and, and I could be wrong, but it's 99% for other readers and Google, and it's 1% for the for the actual reviewer, meaning Correct. your intention. Correct. Yeah. It's just important just to reply to them. If you do your research and that person is not even a customer, then that's even easier. I'm sorry. You could put that right in the reply. We've looked through our database. We've looked through everything. We cannot find this person. This person who's leaving review is not a current customer of ours. Yes, so important. Yeah, I think sometimes we get uh, reviews are are triggering as a human, mm -hmm. and we're in business. We can never get rid of the human element of business. And I think it's triggering as owners who work so hard for our reputation and our brand to not get in that moment of ego and that moment of opinion and that reactiveness. And so that's why I, I came up with that I, that that thought around it. And so I, I like yeah. that. You're not in your I like what you said. I'm going to do a video cut of that and put it on our on our social stuff and our YouTube. Good, good. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, I like I said with time we could we could stay here all day, but this has been so good. I think it give it gave listeners just enough to dive in and definitely hopefully enough to get, you know, realizing the value that's probably in front of them that they're probably not taking advantage of. I I really value your time so much. Thank you again for being here. No, thank you for having me. All right, guys. Until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I truly hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. So if you did, please rate, review, and share. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, whether a leader or an expert, please go to getvim.com forward slash podcast and you will find our application page or reach out to me directly and I can give you more information. 